Hey, it's Jamie from runningrestaurants.com. What we have for you today is a slice of a recent webinar I did with Roger Bogwin from restaurantrockstars.com called How to Put Your Restaurant House in Order. Enjoy. Hey folks, Jamie here from runningrestaurants.com. As you know, there are a lot of elements to consider when growing your restaurant. It can be overwhelming and that's why I recommend that restaurants check out Pop Menu. Pop Menu has restaurant technology designed to make growing your restaurant easy. Attract more guests to your website, stay top of mind, and drive new and repeat business. Make your systems work better together and conquer the chaos of your restaurant's digital presence. Pop Menu is technology for restaurants that are ready to grow. For a limited time, get $100 off your first month, plus lock in one unchanging monthly rate at popmenu.com running. Now go and get $100 off your first month at popmenu.com running. All right, let's rock on with staff here. So staffing is super, super important. I'm going to so, move this. So keep going. Yeah. Every every business has a culture. And, and a culture is more than a mission statement, okay? It's really about the vibe and the camaraderie and the groove of your good people. And when your people are happy, they're performing better, they're giving your guests great experiences. So my culture in my restaurants was hospitality, family, and fun. Hospitality is the foundation of every food service business. Obviously, you want to treat your customers or your guests, I like to call them, as family. You want your staff to feel like family, and you want everybody to have more fun. I mean, that's my culture. It doesn't have to be yours, but it starts with a culture, and it's more than just a mission statement that hangs on the wall that nobody reads or cares about. It's really how you operate your business, so it starts there. What's really, really important is having a job description and key results for every single person in your business. Now, it's really important because you want there to be accountability. Okay, you want people to have a crystal clear idea and understanding of what you expect of them. Because if there's no roadmap, a lot of stuff is going to go sideways because they weren't trained properly. They weren't taught. So, again, homework involved. And I have templates for all these things. But, again, it's so important to have a complete job description. And next to every responsibility that you expect of your people, regardless of the position, there should always be a blank line and you sit somebody down and you hire, when you hire somebody to be a line cook or a host or whatever, bartender, you've got a job description with little line items of every responsibility with a blank line next to that item. Why is the blank line there? Because I sit down with these people one by one when I hire them and I just want to make sure that there is no question in their mind that I am holding them accountable for all these things, their main responsibilities. And if we read them together and they say, yes, I understand that, then they initial it. Okay. And so you can revisit this at a later date because if their performance ever deviates from what you expect, you sit them down in private, never in front of their coworkers or any customers. It's always a private one-on-one. -on -one. If something's going sideways or if it's not being done to your satisfaction and you sit down and you say, you know, when I hired you, we agreed that this is what your job description responsibilities were and you signed off that you understood, but you're doing this and I'm seeing that. But then I never reprimanded them and said, okay, I expect you to do that. It was always, what can you do to get yourself back on track to what we both agreed was important? And that put the onus on them to go out and correct the behavior. And 99.99% .99 of the time, they felt the heat that Roger's watching and I have to go back to doing it this way versus that way. And it made it super simple. So that's why the blank line, that's why you initial, that's why the need for the job description. Key results are something else. Um, 
It's very important to incentivize people, especially today. Yes, we're paying higher wages than ever before, but the accountability thing comes in and you want them to show initiative and ambition because our main goal in any restaurant is to recognize talent in people and rise them up to a new position, promote them from within. But the incentive to do that is doing a great job in what they're doing now where they're showing responsibility. And I even went so far as to give people incentives on new marketing ideas or cost savings or anything they saw that would help us improve our business. We always gave people a percentage of that, and that was a tremendous incentive. But we also had recognition rewards programs. So key results are anything that goes above and beyond the scope of the job that shows me this person really is more of a leader than just a line employee. He's going above and beyond. I'm going to give that person an incentive for doing so. And I made that crystal clear clear in the beginning. These are the basics of the job, but if you show me you can do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to make it worth your while to do X, Y, and Z. And that just up-leveled the entire organization because every position in the restaurant had a chance to make extra money or incentives or bonuses for going above and beyond. Okay, So accountability is important. Fairness is important. No preferential treatment for anybody, even if they're a family member. Um, criticizing um, that's a strong word. It's really critique. If something goes sideways, again, pull them aside, always in private. And then the one minute manager, I'm not going to belabor this point, but I recommend that everybody read this book. It's a quick read. The author is Ken Blanchard and I ran my business by it for 20 plus years. And it literally, you know, up leveled the entire organization in addition to the job descriptions and key results. And then service is so important because that's hospitality, but then salesmanship is critically important where I talked earlier about, you know, suggestive selling. And once your staff know which items are the most profitable items, they want to suggest those every table, every time. So you need to teach people these sales skills. But again, this is a complete program included in my academy, but that's what culture is all about. Keeping your good people happy is more important now than ever because we've seen, we've heard the horror stories of restaurants that are pirating your staff right out of your parking lot. You know, people get out of work and suddenly the competitor down the street says, hey, I'll give you an extra two bucks an hour if you leave this restaurant and come cook for me. I've seen it happen. It happened to me. And it's happening across America. And that's really sad. But in order to keep your good people happy, you need to ask them, is there anything broken. What can I do to make your job easier for you? Now, just before the pandemic, I bought a restaurant. I mentioned that I went through the pandemic. It was a challenge. Of course, we pivoted it numerous times, but the very first thing I did was ask people, how can I make your job more pleasant? And they sang like canaries. Oh, there's no rubber floor mats under any of the equipment here. Um, this kitchen is just way too hot. There's no cooling. There's no air conditioning. It's like, it's, I, I can't stand on my feet for eight hours in this hot. Okay, we fixed that. We had a baker that had a mixer. Sometimes it worked flawlessly. Other times it glitched and it wouldn't, you know, turn the dough so she could make her muffins or her cinnamon buns or whatever. We got her a new mixer. It's like you, you ask your people, what can we do? That's keeping them happy. Flexibility is super important. Even though they're short staffed, people have lives outside of your business and you need to do the best you can to give people certain flexibility. They have sick kids. They have doctor's appointments. Somehow we need to obviously, you know, there's a restaurant out there that's found a lot of people, they haven't had a problem with the labor crisis. They're finding plenty of people only because they're giving them shorter hours each week. And, and they're finding people that are just looking for short shifts and not 40 hours a week. And they've got more people on the schedule, 
But now this gives them flexibility because these people can switch shifts and all that kind of stuff. That's important. Reasonable raises, again, these are the highest wages we've ever paid, but we have to give our people reasonable raises. I can tell you how you can pay for that stuff too, but it's super important. We talked about incentives for meeting goals, but again, fix what's broken. You wouldn't necessarily know unless you asked your people, but it shows that you care. It shows that you want to create a great vibe, a great company culture. And I always had an open door policy. If something's on your mind, something's bugging you, you know, knock on my door. It's open. I'm happy to talk to you. And people really appreciated that. Make it fun. Keep it fun. Here's where the recognition and rewards come in. You know, so many restaurants just, yeah, they pay the paychecks and there's very little praise. I'm working with, you know, certain clients that it's just not happening. And that's why the recognition and rewards have to happen. I'm going to give you two simple programs, difference dollars invented this like 20 years ago in my restaurant. It was as simple as recognizing someone for going above and beyond, either solving a guest problem, helping a teammate, whatever it was. At first, I was the guy that kind of noticed because I was always there. But then later when you know, I worked on my business. I didn't work in it anymore. I wasn't there as much, but people could, my managers could bring it to my attention. My coworkers, the teammates, anybody could recognize somebody for difference dollars. Once a week, the two busiest nights in any restaurant, Friday and Saturday, I had 55 people in my biggest restaurant. And obviously not everybody worked on a Friday. Not everybody worked on a Saturday. Sometimes there was overlap, but I wanted to make sure that everyone had a chance to participate in the program. So every Friday and Saturday night, really quickly gathered the team together. And this week's winner is Sally. And tomorrow's winner was John. Doesn't matter. And then I would go in glowing detail in front of the entire staff. Sometimes it happened in the kitchen. Sometimes it happened in the dining room before we opened for business. But I would hand that person uh, a $20 bill and a can of Red Bull. And I would thank them very much, but I would explain in glowing detail to the entire team what this person did that made a difference. They got a $20 bill and a can of Red Bull, but it didn't stop there. Then I went into my office, typed it up. And we had a template in the computer with little stars in the corners and all that kind of stuff. And it said difference dollars. I typed in the person's name, big and bold. And then I typed in what they did that made the difference. I had all these frames that I got at like Target or, or Walmart or whatever, really inexpensive. They're like three or four bucks a piece, you know, the eight and a half by 11 wooden frames. And I'd hang them everywhere in the back kitchen, the employee area, the back hallway, the employee bathroom. When I sold that restaurant in 2014, they were on the ceiling because there was no more space for them. But whenever we hired somebody new, they would always be caught reading these things in their downtime. And it just sent a very strong message about how we ran that restaurant. And it elevated that culture of hospitality, family, and fun. It got to the point where we didn't have to fire people anymore because they either knew they fit this culture and they really cared about fitting in, being part of that team, and working every day to please the guests and help each other out, teamwork and respect. Or they didn't, and they kind of voted themselves off the island. So that was a super powerful program. Very simple. Cost me 40 bucks a week and two cans of Red Bull. Um, there were also prizes. I think it was a liquor supplier. I was, I was taking a tour so long ago, and I walked by a conference room on, on the tour of this big liquor supplier. Maybe it was a beer supplier, liquor. I don't remember. But there's all these, like, valuable things on a conference table. There was, like, electronics and wearable clothing items and neon signs and all this kind of cool stuff. And I said, what's that? And they're like, well, we 
purchase from a lot of suppliers as well. And every year they give us all this stuff and we use them for employee gifts and Christmas parties and all this. But we always we, we work with so many people. We always get more stuff than we can potentially give away. A lot of this stuff shows up just collecting dust in the warehouse and then we clear it out. And I'm like, well, wow, you know, I've been working with you for many, many years and obviously I'm a good customer. Can I have any of that stuff? I'd love to you know, have employee incentives in my restaurant. And again, this goes back 20 or 30 years, but I learned you don't ask, you don't get, because the very next day, literally everything I saw on that conference table showed up in the delivery truck and they're like, here you go. And so every single year I asked my suppliers for prizes that I could use for incentives for my staff. And then I, I ended up emptying out a supply closet and filling it with all this great stuff. And then the fun part for me was I would catch somebody doing something really great, going above and beyond because they were part of that teamwork and respect thing. I loved it when it was a new employee. They'd been working all 10 minutes and they did something really cool. And I just happened to notice or someone brought it to my attention. I'd approach that person and say, hey, let's take a trip to the closet. And they're like, whoa, what does that mean? And they'd get all kind of nervous and jerky. And I'd say, no, it's a good thing, really. Just come with me for a second. I'd open the door and there'd be all this treasure trove of amazing stuff. And I'm like, you see anything you like? I'm like, tell me, pick it out. It's yours and, and you can take it home. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. And boy, if that didn't go a long way, cost me absolutely nothing, raised the morale in my place, really made that new employee happy. And again, it sent a really strong message about how we ran our business. All right, hey, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before before you go to the next one, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna re rehammer the nail there because um, you you said it really well. But you know, criticize in private, praise in public. That that praise in public is is mm -hmm. so is so valuable. Yeah. There are there are whole friends around. You're they're being acknowledged by their boss in front of their their colleagues. It's you can't put a price on it. And meanwhile, if you yell at them in front of their colleagues, man, that's yeah. just that's just really disheartening. So, yeah, criticize in private. I really love that. And then, yeah, they're randomly getting award out of the blue, going to the closet in this case. Um, super, super, super good culture to do that. So I, I just wanted to, to uh, reemphasize that. Love that stuff. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the RunningRestaurants.com podcast. Please, if you would, do me a big, big favor and hit the like button on this show. And please subscribe or favorite us in your podcast platform to get future episodes. We'd also very much appreciate your feedback or review of the show. If you would share that, it'd be great and a big, big help to us. Thanks so much, and we'll see you soon.